Be with Brian Rios. Lily is the short film played at the a political film festival. This film is doing very well on the festival circuit. Kind of a father daughter love, uh, like kind of like father daughter love story. But really, obviously, there's there's some political idealizations and and things going on in your film. Correct? Uh, yeah, it it is uh also part of an immigration story. Yeah. Um. And really, it, it is a father and daughter story that really is the core of it, the emotion of it. But it is about them crossing. So I, it's just a story about a father and a daughter in, in this uh, problem. That is that that is that they have to immigrate into the United States for a better life because where they are back home, they can't live safely. And so the there's that so there's they, they want to cross. But also she the, the, the caveat is that she can't speak. Correct. Uh, yeah, correct. Uh, she cannot speak. Uh, that's actually inspired by my daughter. Okay. Because she was a late talker when I was writing the script. She was like, uh, I believe she was like three and a half at the time. And she was like very behind yeah. in terms of talking. So I always, I like that was partly inspired because of that. I didn't start talking to those three. I haven't stopped since. So it's not, yeah, how you I know she, she, yeah. <laughs> she actually like took on like right after we like right when we made it and everything like she she just like took off right now and everything she's like now in the why uh yeah. part of oh, the why stage yeah. yeah the why yeah. everything so no that's the interesting thing about kids right like quick segue is that is that you know like there's all these kind of parameters when they're supposed to do certain things right at certain times and whatever but it doesn't doesn't everybody's going to catch up it doesn't really mean anything you know what i mean like it's all like these kind of like these the i don't know you know what i mean like it doesn't matter like it's as long as yeah, I, it's how you finish not how you start i guess right i i mean i agree and also the pandemic kind of like affected i bet a lot of parents during it uh but for us it affected us heavily because she was like going into speech therapy and she was like kind of taking off and then the pandemic hit and she yeah. never could do video like that oh. was like almost impossible for with her attention span at the time um but yeah but like that basically she, it inspired me to write this story within the story of of a parent and a daughter uh immigrating so okay so you wrote the screenplay so what inspired you like but what inspired you in the story itself like is this personal in some regard like what what's the um there's uh two things well first off uh i i'm a huge news junkie and i was watching a lot of vice news right when the the pandemic hit and yeah. immigration was like right a hot topic at the time mm. um but i saw a picture someone posted a picture in my facebook um about a of a kid in a cage uh yeah. watching tv watching tv and i was just so captured by it that i was like um i, I like i felt that that was like the ending that would hit that that gut punch yeah um that kind of needed and i just like i felt the inspiration to then write the story behind that and also i i search a bunch of articles um, found an article about a father and a daughter crossing, found a bunch of articles of children crossing. Um, I was like in a process of like three months of researching um, and watching a lot of documentaries. Uh, living on documented and on Netflix was amazing. Mm. 
Um, but yeah, and also I have I have a lot of different Latin American family um around. Yeah. Uh in addition, like from Cuban to Argentinian to uh Mexican, like I I like and also like in college, like I met a lot of people, so it's always been a, a topic, but we we never really talk about it. It's also something that it's like almost never talked about within Latin American families. It's all really like, like it, it it it's like it's kind of talked under unless it's like actually happening directly. Yeah. And you're affected, but like it it, it is like kind of something that is not really openly a dinner talk conversation. Gotcha. So you're, so you're, uh, no, obviously very personal story. It's like nicely, nicely filmed. Well, we can get to that in a second, but so let's just a bit, cause obviously this is all in the news, like, but let's just call it like Puerto Ricans are not, we're in a fan of the last administration, I guess. Let's just put to be fair, I guess. Right. Uh, well, uh, the thing is like from a Puerto Rican's perspective, like doing the story, um, it's where we, we are U S citizens, so we don't No, have- I understand. Yeah. Uh, we have like what what they quote unquote say called the golden ticket. Yeah. Um, to, to go in. Uh, but I'm so, saying that like it's like a trigger of the last administration how they handled your hurricane. What well, the, the racist underlyings that were said by the president. Well, and I mean, you always have yeah. that. I mean, but mainly, I mean, my real trigger for the whole story and inspiration is really was the separation of children. Yeah. Um, not even like the way that us Puerto Ricans were treated or we mistreated or mistalked about in the news or in the media, but my, my main like hurt and pain was really this whole separation of children and families. Yeah, Like I, I couldn't take that. I think that that was like even worse than us being tre- treated, uh, unfairly during the hurricane. Yeah. Uh, recovery or anything for me that is the worst thing that i think the u.s i mean i could say the u.s government has done in the past like 10 years really because when i wrote the script i mean i I, i've always thought about putting like little subtext at the end of the the movie but i haven't really thought it through completely yeah um but when i wrote the script i remember that the statistic was 547 kids we're still under the custody of the U.S. government. Yeah. And even though that seems like a low number, that's like 547 mothers or families. Like, yeah. And that's just like, and, and even the children, like just the PTSD of being separated from, from your family at that age, like that, that to me, it was really like the whole, why? Yeah. It's going to affect them the the rest of their lives, right? And it's the it's great that you're talking about a macro story, but you're giving an individual kind of journey in your story about like uh, this story between the connection between the father and the son. So your your like your political kind of you know it's it's in the film, but it's not really sad at all. You know what I'm trying to say? Because you're just you're telling a story, right? Yeah, I mean that the whole point. uh, I really didn't want to pick sides within the political argument or anything. Yeah. And I, my whole point was to tell a story and to humanize and empathize the, Im, the immigrants and, and yeah. the, especially the story is really inspired by the immigrants coming from Central America. Um, 
at least the motivations and everything yeah. and the, just the backstory. But I didn't, I wanted to even leave that open because I think that it's mainly important that it, it, it could be a representation of anyone that's immigrating to like any new country um, and just being them being resisted by the law. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, it, it is a story. I wanted to write a story. I wanted to make it like, like I don't know what, how to say it, not really romanticize it, but I wanted to make it beautiful in a way. Um, yeah. Yet painful. Because oh, I, there's some touching moments in your film. The, the scene where the mom kind of like says goodbye to her, like so she could see she could have a, a better life. And uh, it's pretty, but where did you, where did you come up with uh, the tattoo, the Lily, the tattoo kind of ingrained on her shoulder? Is that, is that something that's happened you saw before or something new? Um, I've seen, and I've seen a lot of videos of everyone just writing on their children. Yeah. Um, writing pretty, birthdays, pretty writing numbers. I, I, I went a little bit like heavier with the tattoo because, and that's mainly an inspiration from one of my favorite directors and one of his uh, little known movies was what is Incendies, okay, by Dennis Vel Vel. Oh God, I can't say I can't, yeah. Canadian yeah. guy. Yeah, I can't really say his name, yeah. like pronounce it completely. He's a great filmmaker. Uh, yeah, he's amazing. I mean, he's yeah. doing Dune now, and he's like probably like top five, top three, maybe in the world right now. Yeah. Um, and Incendies, I recommend that movie. Like, oh my God, if you guys haven't seen that movie, watch that movie. It's amazing. Um. Uh, but yeah, uh, there's an inspiration from it. Like there's a tattoo part in that movie that kind of inspired this tattoo and everything in a way. And I kind of wanted to really, I wanted to create tension yeah, without having to have guns and people coming in and a, like a violent act actually yeah. happen. Like that was like my whole key. Like I can't, I don't want to write a violent act. I wanted to be like Jaws, like the monster. You don't yeah. really see the monster. Until the, and so Laura Bravo is who plays Lily. Where did you find her? Um, She is my, uh, co my cousin's daughter. Okay. So my, my second or third cousin. Has um, she acted before? And, acted before? No, she's never acted before. She was six years old when we filmed the, okay. the short film. Uh, her birthday is coming up right now. She's about to turn eight. Uh, we filmed it uh November. We the, the like the end of production actually, one year anniversary was yesterday. Yeah. Um, okay. Wow. So. So, but yeah, she. I I honestly recasted that role like two days before we started shooting. I had casted another girl originally, and then. I felt like I just didn't sell the look. And then I remembered that my cousin had a daughter and I remembered, Oh my God, she does could work. And then I, I, I had a really like tense moment. I was upstairs, like in the, the set that we built. Cause we built the apartment of it, like on, on the apartment on top of my house. Yeah. Um, Like we, we created that set. Um, And I was just there like, stressing like just sitting there for like a while because i was looking at the pictures of the fitting and i felt the family wasn't really working or wasn't really looking correctly and i just felt that i needed a family touch like i needed yeah. i needed someone that was family in it because especially when you're dealing with children 
because I mean, a lot of parents always ask a lot of questions and it's always like, this is a very dramatic piece. Yeah. And a very like, you have to have a lot of trust from the parents in order to like, I mean, that's I, pretty I, gutsy I, like, on your part to do that. Like a day before, like, this is the oh, key build of your film, right? Emotion yeah. You, day. Yeah. Completely sleepless night to like, just to like having that whole stress and especially like, this was my money. This was all like yeah. my, my film. Like I was, and I, and I paid people too. Like I, because like I work as a film professional here in the Island and I felt like I needed to keep some prestige and some like honesty to my name and everything. So I paid something to like yeah. almost everyone that worked in the film. You do AD work, um, right? You're an AD, you do AD? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I do AD work in Puerto Rico. Um, I'm one of few. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've been a lot of second and second seconding. Um, I'm kind of like bumping up to being a first AD in some projects now, but I, like mainly I'm. The people right who don't know the second that. AD is like the organizer of the of the set, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, you do the call sheets, you do a lot of prep, yeah. you do all the prep work, you call the all the actors, you make sure all the departments know what they need to do each day. Sometimes uh, people don't like you. Oh yeah. <laughs> that happens. But I try to be I try to be likable. I try to keep it keep it as light as possible. Yeah. But even it's when I'm running set to, to produce the independent film, like having that kind of experience, right? Oh, amazing. I mean, this was my first time in the director's chair and even like producing a little bit, but I mean everything I if it wasn't for my AD background, like and like nothing would have been as beautiful or as perfect as it was because everything was just so well organized. And not even that, just the whole recruitment of the crew, um, and everyone that was in in the key positions, um, just after, by working here for the past ten years, like I just knew who to kind of hire and everything. So tell me about your dear uh, cinematographer then. Did you? Uh, Hakesan. Uh, Hakesan Robles. Yeah, I've worked with him a lot before he uh he's worked a lot of local films uh yerba buena which is a feature you can see it probably watch on, i think it was on hbo max yeah um it's a comedy so it's a lot of more light uh bright lighting and everything but hake sounds like amazing dramatical everything i've worked guy. a lot of films with him how did you get how did you uh, yeah to do the, do the uh I've worked with him a lot as an as an AD and I worked like two films kind of back to back as a first AD and he was the cinematographer. Um, and uh, I basically uh, when we were working one one of them like late December, uh, I told him, hey, I have this script. I told him like the base story and whatever. I sent him the script. He never really read the script until like later on when I kind of he always was on board yeah. and everything. And we were. And we were like, yeah, like, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to find the time. We're going to find the time. Like all of 2021 was like kind of passing by and we couldn't really find the time to do it. And then I remember I didn't get a job. Um, And uh, there was a series that came over here, uh, Gordita's Chronicles. Um, And I didn't really like get crewed up. And I was kind of open my like October, November yeah. was like o open and 
I had gotten called for an, a local job and I had asked the producer, like, who's your DP? And he was like, oh, we're in between two, two of them were between like Hagsang and this other guy. And then they didn't pick Hagsang. And then when they didn't pick Hagsang, I said, like, OK, I'm I think I'm going to do my short because yeah. we're Hagsang and me and are available. And I think that I'm going to just take this time to do it. And that's really what ended up happening, because if it wasn't for him, I mean, he ended up even editing the film. Oh wow! Because he wanted to, um, and 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 honestly, it was amazing. Like I did a rough cut first, and then he kind of helped piece it together and like like glue yeah. it. Um, but it, I mean, you could see like the season work, like and, oh, and it's how a, good it's he a really has nicely. Been. There's some really difficult shots in the film too, like in terms of the the stuff that your plot points and like just a really nicely professionally done uh, cinematography. Nice I mean, selections too. If you notice the height of the camera is usually low because yeah. we're really trying to be like at the point of view of almost the child. Oh, it's totally told from her, her perspective. The film is from her lens. Yeah, totally. Yeah. The only, there's only one big wide shot and that yeah. was really to sell the location. And, and I call it my Godfather two shot because it's like the last shot of the film. No, the, the wide shot of the mountain, them coming down in like, okay, gotcha. this, like kind of deserted area. I want to talk, I want to talk to you about the last shot of the film. Um, of course it's uh like, I don't want to give, anything away but i basically but at the same time it's like the film doesn't end happy and i was shocked actually shocked by that i actually was expecting it to to be glory this glorious ending of them going to the other side so but that's a pretty nicely that's a nice production design and a nice kind of push out of uh of just the horrors of like what what has occurred right so how did you where did you stage that where did you how did you set that scene up um, my family has a, uh, my family uh, has an import and export, uh, textile company here in Puerto okay. Rico. My parent, uh, my stepfather and my mother, uh, Luis Sierra and Jackie Sierra, <laughs> um, they have LS Textiles and I've been, I kind of always, I grew up in that factory and that warehouse. Um, when I, when I wrote the story, I partly wrote it because i had it like i knew where it could be um it, it was in it was in the bonded warehouse of that textile area yeah um so that's mainly where like the they come in to like check it um right when like it travels in like all all the merchandise and all the textiles yeah um when i i got in there and they had already the gated door um they had taken away one of the the gates and everything and then where you see like the little beds and everything and or whatever i can't i, I feel like i'm like giving everything away no no um, it's like it's pretty it's pretty it's a, it's it's a, it's one of the more impactful endings i've seen in a short and long time like you show the film and it's like you're showing and you kind of alluded to the tv in the beginning of our of our conversation where like like this is reality this is not fantasy this is this this has happened to kids right yeah, I mean, the truth is, I mean, I was inspired by a real picture and by yeah. reality and by news and it it just everything is shocking. So, I mean, that that ending, it, it had to be shocking and had to be re realist. I mean, just the I, I, like, 
I just felt anger for like, how did this even occur? Right. Like just the ignorance on like, they don't give a shit part of like, you're not going to say you're pretty more diplomatic than I am, but like, they just don't, they didn't give a shit about anybody. Right. Like, I I mean that that's the basis of like me even making this is just yeah. like that what what what's the answer like no one really like I, I, and I felt like almost that coverage kind of died down yeah. on oh, that news because they were moved they moved on to something else that they moved on to the yeah. election they moved on to yeah. like all this other stuff that's next and it's it's crazy because things about immigration are still happening yeah. right right now the other than Trump, the other leading Republican candidate, not to really name him, the DeSantis, governor, yeah. the governor of Florida, DeSantis, yeah. he was responsible for busing immigrants from Texas to. I want to ask you a question about that because you just brought it up, right? Why? Okay, so if you look at his poll numbers, right, DeSantis, huge. It's, he's like so popular, sixty percent, but but the uh, Latino Latino people voted for him. Like 60, like 60 was like 65 percent Latinos it's, voted for him. It's Florida. I mean, Florida. Uh, <laughs> there's a large Cuban population in Florida, and they and like I know that that are Republican. No, and they're historically Republican, and they yeah. come from but not like, like this, not like poll numbers like this. He he did a 22 point swing in the last two years. I think also it is the whole philosophy of uh, the pandemic and the closure. Yeah. Like that the non-closure that Florida had compared to other states. And I feel like that was like that a lot of Latino culture, like kind of backed that up. Yeah. And, and I heard uh, that like a lot of, they don't trust the vaccine either. There's like a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of distrust within the Latino culture vaccine. There's even like, there's a lot of like uh, past messages, even like you see from WhatsApp and everything of like, hoax videos and everything about the vaccine or about everything like i mean that's really how news gets spread sometimes within latino cultures uh but yeah it 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 didn't surprise me because i mean he was still doing strong in numbers i know that he won by like i think what was it 19 he won six that's that's unheard of for a republican in a, in a swing state yeah. like that's like that's like that's why they like him. They like him because they because he thinks that he's going to get the they think that he's going to get the Latino vote, right? And uh, in in two in twenty four, if he if he if he runs for for president, right? So I I mean yeah, and I hope that they remember the whole story about the busing people to Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, but it, because... that's what I'm saying. That just happened two months ago, and then sixty percent voted for him. You know, in I mean? Florida. That's, that's what I don't understand. In Florida, it's in Florida, and the Latino vote includes the Cubans that came in from the six from the sixties and seventies, um, and like a lot of those families are established families already, like within Florida, um, that have voted Republicans for like the past couple of years. It did swing and everything, but I also think that it, it also they, they who did they they throw at him? They threw a former Republican at him, um, Chris, didn't they? Yeah, but at the same thing, you don't know, you know what I mean though. That's it's still Yeah, I know it's unheard of. I know it's crazy. I know it's a crazy jump. I it's a scary jump. It is. Um, but yeah, I mean, but I, I don't I don't know how to explain. I can't explain for No, just from a political standpoint, they're like, okay, so in two years, they're gonna they're gonna get there's a huge Latino population in Texas, so they got Texas, and they're even thinking that they're gonna he's gonna get some of the Latino um population in California too, right? 
because they're like thinking this guy can this guy's going to be president because he he's grabbing the the minority uh, vote right so. I mean, I don't know about California. No, no, I, that's that's, that's, much, that's a wish. That's a that's a like, but right, but um, but Arizona, I mean, I see what Arizona you're saying. State now, like these, you know what I'm saying, right? Oh, so, but yeah, but Arizona, but Arizona, oof, Arizona has been strongly voting Democrat lately. That's what I'm saying. Uh, so they're saying that he, that's why they want him to be president. So he's gonna he's gonna flip that that state, right? That's what they would think, but oh man, it's so painful to even think about it. Cause and 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 I mean, I understand how they could see that happening based on the Latino vote in Florida. Yeah. But it for me, for my and and I do include. There's a lot of Latino, different Latino cultures in Florida. Sure. I mean, you have Cubans, you have Puerto Rican, you have all this different group. But they've created their in their own Latino culture there. Uh, and they're strong, and then this is gonna sound weird and awful. There are strong Latino leaders within Florida in those, like you know what I'm saying, in the yeah. positions in state and and in the groups and in the conservative groups over there in in those states. Um, so it it just doesn't surprise me. Yeah, my only my only poor, uh, high school friend who lives well, not my only, but. One of my closest friends who lives in Florida, yeah. he's he's Republican. Yeah. Um. So it just doesn't surprise me. So okay. So yeah. And one last point. I, you don't have to say anything, but basically, Puerto Rico needs to have a senator, and they have they have they should have more voting power. That, that it's ridiculous that they don't. They should be fifty first state. There, you guys are getting being shortchanged. hundred like that's just my two cents. Uh, I agree. Uh. I mean, within the within the association of state, that that's a whole different subject for me. I agree a hundred percent that we need a vote within Congress or the Senate. Yeah, at least one three million maybe? people, right? You can you that's that's what four senators that's four four congressmen. That's like yeah. I don't think North North Dakota has three million people. Come on, they have two senators. Um, that that to me, the only thing that I I don't even mind not having a vote in for presidency. Okay. I really don't. I would mainly want a, a representative or a senator that has actually voting power. Yeah. Because not having like right now we have a resident commissioner who doesn't have voting power. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. We'll see. Uh. But it's it's it really it really does it's it does sucks because it feels like it is some somehow that we lack a lot of representation 100 a lot of things i think that if you pull americans um, they're not the smartest population half of them don't even know that puerto rico is part of the united states yeah i, I completely <laughs> agree but if 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 i if i may really the main thing that i would want to take out other than like like really out of like how the u.s treats us and everything is yeah. the jones act the jones act which is like this whole law that uh, goods from uh, internationals have to go to a port in the U.S. and then travel to Puerto Rico. Yeah, is it, it really makes all goods and everything more expensive here, and it it is so unfair and it's it's crazy. So let's. Um, try, but let's, I I'm gonna let's try to change it. Anyways, basically, I all I'm trying. I just wanted to go back to your film. Like, of course, thanks for the political talk. I appreciate that. Political film festival. Oh, sometimes it happens, but your film's terrific. So it's 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 really nice nicely done film. Like you're you're a director on the rise. So let's hopefully you make more films. Let's put it that way. I know it's tough to make 
produce short films. You got a great team. What did you think about the audience feedback uh, uh, that we sent you? Oh, uh, honestly, amazing. It's great. It was great because I feel like the feedback was exactly how I wanted the audience to feel. Um, uh, there was a, there's one girl, there was a second person that went that said heart wrenching and everything and yeah. this whole entire and giving great descriptions about the whole emotional journey um, while watching it, which I thought was amazing. Um, everyone gave great feedback. Uh, and I was very surprised. I was very surprised to, to actually get the award or, or win. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a solid, you're, you're making solid films. Are you going to make, are but you, yeah. Are you going to make another film soon? Uh, well, right now I'm helping my, my cinematographer friend Hakes on, on his film, his feature. Okay. Um, I'm helping him produce it and everything right now. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to write uh, a feature or a series uh, myself. Like I have a couple ideas of some of something that I kind of want to do within the uh, next year. I just have to find time to do it. Also, my wife just recently got pregnant. Love you, honey. Love you, Liliana. <laughs> um, uh, so we're about to have our second child. Oh, congratulations. Um, so that project is kind of like taking time and getting ready. Right now we're in the full nesting period. I have yeah. to get the whole house ready. When did she do? Uh, January. Oh, January twenty. January twentieth. You got two months. You're two months away. Yeah. It yeah, changes. Somebody who's has two, it changes a lot. Oh yeah, I bet. So I want to. I want to keep on producing and directing. Um, but right now that 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 project kind of takes importance. Hundred percent. Uh, my son. Well, I want you. I think that you you made a great film. I hopefully you can keep making more. I know you got you got a day job and you got kids and stuff like that. But this is this actually short is actually a feature too, right? There's a feature in in the short as well. So uh, yeah, I've thought of a lot of additional photography that I could definitely well, add to like create a feature around this story. Um, so I mean, I, I honestly, if you if you give me the time, you give me six days and a couple of inspirations to help me produce the whole feature. I, I bet I could do it. Um, <laughs> but if someone even, else the, even the after of the your ending, like what happens next in the ending, right? So like, there's a next chapter too, right? Oh yeah, yeah. there 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 is a next chapter. Um, I I'm a lot of inspiration really for the next chapter. If there is one, is basically the whole. 10 villages that are in the border of Mexico yeah. that have created from like the immigrants that are sent back, uh, trying to cross again. Um, but yeah, uh, there, there, there is a lot there to cover. Yeah. Um, but, but I kind of want, I want my, to focus a little bit on my writing right now on, a, on local subjects here in Puerto Rico. Gotcha. Um, a little bit of the housing crisis, maybe a little bit of more of the political crisis. Uh, right now happening within the island, or maybe a future political crisis. Yeah, you got a point. When I was, I guess, what you're saying, you have a point of view. You, you basically, you know what you want to talk about, right? In your films. Yeah, I mean, I want, I want to make uh films that create discussion and create and create emotion. Um, I I've always been inspired by emotion and by the by how films can make people cry or move people yeah. in a way to cry um i i love i love i'm just gonna sound weird but crying in movies sometimes and like feeling that whole emotional journey um 
I feel it's very filling and I feel like uh I can I I I I was scared to do that type of art yeah. before um but I feel like now I've grown up I've become a father um my daughter Liana's already uh 5 years old so um I feel like I've matured a little bit and now I I I kind of want to I know the stories I want to tell and I and I and I kind of know what point of view and what uh way to look at the world yeah uh right now that's a great and that's a great note to what you're saying so congratulations on this film let's talk again when you make you make your next film and good luck with the feature too and good luck with the baby in january oh thank you thank you so much uh thank you to everyone um in the political feedback uh festival and uh thank you everyone um in uh your company wild sound yeah really um uh thank you for listening thank you anyone who listened to this podcast thank you so much Incorporated. We're gonna do it. Give us any chance. We'll-